genre. And welcome to Tales from Shortbox, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here as I always am with the people I'm always here with. Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, yo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may spoil those for you. So I'm going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip past anything you need to skip past. Our top story today is Cable Reloaded, number one by Al Ewing, Bob Quinn, and Hava Tartaglia. Did you forget the name of the podcast at first? No. Okay. Why would you say that? Uh, you, I did. Because you, you, you paused weirdly. Shit, like, welcome to Fuck. Tales from the Short Box. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I feel like I did the rest of the, the rest of the intro just fine, thank you. You did. You did. I just, I had a moment. <laughs> I was like... Is he going to forget the name of the show? That'd be really good. To be fair, I don't know what show this is. <laughs> I, I think right before I started talking, I remembered the one time when I said, welcome to Tales from the Podcast. And I was like, well, Tales don't do that. Tales from the Podcast! <laughs> um, you remembered a mistake you made and almost made that mistake. I, I do that kind of thing all the time. That's like every time I go to answer the phone and right before I say Brave New Worlds, Brian says something else that makes me want to say that. Like, so, like sometimes I'll just say live nude girls and I'll be like oh no oh no <laughs> yeah, I'm accidentally that. gonna say that don't say that please to don't the say customer. that <laughs> you're gonna get very confused it just has the same cadence and it's now stuck in my brain <laughs> it's an intrusive thought I don't want it for for years when I was a kid my dad tried to get me and my brother to answer the phone hello who is it please <laughs> no which like I That's- just always it Nothing about that sentence feels natural to say. That is an a- alien pretending to answer the phone like a human. But I just like, go, whomst? <laughs> I, I never did it once. Like, not once did I ever follow this instruction. But literally every time the phone was ringing and I was about to answer, he'd be like, remember to say hello, who is it, please? And then we'd get mad when I didn't. It's like, I am never doing that. <laughs> ever. I don't want them to think I'm a serial killer in the form of a 12-year-old. Thank you very much. <laughs> I used to have a boss that, uh, you know, all the billions and billions of cold calls that you get at a store where you still have to answer the phone because it's a it's a <laughs> re- restaurant, you know, yeah. um, we would get all these like uh, cold calls and, and like s- like scammers and uh, bill collectors and shit. And they would always ask for the owner and she'd be like, tell them I'm dead. Tell them I'm dead. Tell them I just died. And I couldn't <laughs> ever do it without laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she just died. Uh, she's de- I We're waiting for the ambulance. I, uh, yeah. I, went to I, the I looked up and she just and... hit the floor. So I'm going to have to go call some ambulances. Uh, and a priest. <laughs> she died 10 minutes ago. I've been trying to figure out what to do about it. Will or, you help me? Uh, or no, that's where you go. That's not funny. She died 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah, yeah but I can never the, do the, it. Are you large marge bit? Are you 911? <laughs> they said they'd call back, but they haven't yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, she just ate the food that we serve and died. I don't know what happened. Just make them really uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tell them I died. <laughs> oh. So how are y'all this week? Pretty good. I was on vacation this week. Yeah, how was the Poconos? It's fine, we did. We well, saw some waterfalls, saw some woods. Doesn't get much more so- socially distanced than Poconos. Yeah, it was good. 
It was good. Relax. Read some books. It's good. Good to get away, you know? Yeah, for the for the uh, listener out there, we have been talking about the occult for the last hour and a half because <laughs> Sean read a book and we just can't shut up and RJ's real sick of our bullshit. Um, <laughs> our- that started that way (laughs) (laughs) rj's been sick of our bullshit but especially more so today it's a very big book i'm not even done it yet but very interesting though we don't have to get into it again that's a different yeah we'll talk about it later we'll talk about you know department of truth is is a a story yeah 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 that it's gonna come up we're gonna get there uh Um, i learned a horrible skill today that ruined my whole day uh I learned how to an, express a dog's anal glands. Oh, no. It was a horrifying exper- experience for everyone involved, and I do not recommend it. Just give your veterinary uh, professional some money to do it for you. Uh, <laughs> I did the work, so you don't have to. Don't fucking do it ever. <laughs> Zero out of five stars. Zero stars. Would not recommend. It's also because, like, I did it by myself, and Charlie just lost his shit. Like, he just was like, what are you doing? Stop touching me! And I'm like, I know. I don't want to do it either. No one's happy about you, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he thought that those boundaries had been set. And <laughs> they were not, no. He's he's plotting how he's going to get you back. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I regret everything. I regret every moment that's led up to this. <laughs> but yeah, that was my dog shit of a day, pun intended. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's nothing. No one else has anything. There's no, there's, there's no way out of that one. <laughs> we're 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 in the shit now. So uh, I continue to hurt myself at the skate park on a nearly daily basis. Did, did you lose more skin on your legs? Uh, n- this time my elbow. I need to get elbow pads. It turns out because mm. now I have like a second degree friction burn of my one elbow. That's like you're just gonna get lucky for you. They make those. You're gonna start looking less cool and less cool the longer you go. Just yep. adding more, more padding and more yeah. hel- helmets, or and, just and more a- scars. Like I, I had this thought in the shower the other day of like, who needs tattoos when I've got friction burn scars? <laughs> well, you know the best way to ensure that you never get a tattoo is to get a lot of scar tissue, because uh, it's the most painful thing to get tattooed on. Well, there go my plans to cover up all this scar tissue. (laughs) It sucks. Yeah. Not a good time. Yeah, it turns out out there is a price to skateboarding, much like there's a price to magic. (laughs) And that price is usually uh, skin. What is skateboarding if not a form of magic? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you're manifesting your own world. Yeah, there's no handles? How do you do that? I don't understand. Wizardry. Wizardry. Um. Oh, yeah. So before we started recording, we wanted to talk uh, on air a little bit about how fucky comics have been lately. Oh, distri- right. Distribution wise. Um, so I want to apologize to the listeners slash uh, social media viewers out there uh, because I have I have fallen woefully behind on actually doing anything with our social media except for our like weekly. Hey, here's an episode thing. Um, and it's because comics are showing up two, three, sometimes four days later than they should. Uh, sometimes when people are supposed to be buying them, they just show up and that's a real hellhole. Um, but yeah, it just, it's been throwing off all of our schedules and that's why we've missed some weeks. That's why, you know, the, the social media is off. Uh, it's all, it's all just backups from uh, Free Comic Book Day and like both distribution companies going, oh no, it's fine. Free Comic Book Day won't be anything this year and being wrong. 
And so they backed up all their production before and after Free Comic Book Day. We've just been kind of waiting for that to get back to normal, and it still hasn't. So, sorry. Sorry on behalf of us and comics in general, I guess. And uh, and we're, we've got a bit of a break coming up, so we're all going to get some time off from, from comics for a little while so we can kind of recharge. So we'll yeah. let you guys know when that's yeah. happening. Yeah, I feel like it's in a couple weeks. So. It is in yeah. a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, comics are, are weird right now. Comics are <laughs> hard to predict. <laughs> and we're hoping whenever they want. it will start to become more normal and then our show will become more normal. You know, we're just lucky that they've been regular enough that we've been still been able to do a show most of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good news, bad news. Like good news is we're destabilizing a uh, a, a monopoly, which is always a good thing. Bad news is the people picking up the slack and the different. There's different avenues. There's you got to deal with more people now. So yeah, exactly. And it's also like in the same way that I agree, everyone should wear masks. That's a thing that should happen. But guess who has to enforce mask wearing? Retail employees. Yeah, because <laughs> no one else is going to. That's the that's the dirty little secret behind the mask mandate that uh, sucks. Is that it falls on people like me just going. Do you have a mask? No. Get out. Get out. Get out. We, don't, we don't even Get have out. that out where 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 we are in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess depending on where you're listening to this, uh, we're <sighs> you know home base is Philadelphia, and we're back to having a mask mandate. Which thank God. But on the other hand, you know, it's I'm the mask police. I'm also the book police, putting out the books. <laughs> so <laughs> just trying to pick up all the pieces of all the crises over here. Don't mind me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just talk about comics now, because yeah. uh, if not, we'll just spiral forever. Look at that. <laughs> hey, so. I wasn't spiraling. I was doing okay. RJ's and like, I've been saying that for the last hour and a half. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, we'll do. Uh, I'll start. We'll kick it off. So with an old favorite, some of these killing children number nineteen by James Tynan the fourth, Werther Adeladera, and Mikhail Muerto. Oh yeah. boy! It's been a minute since we talked about this book. I'm glad it's back on the show. I can't believe they're up to 19. One came out when the show started. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about the first issue like yeah. our second or third episode. Yeah, Good fucking Lord. wild. Yeah, remember that story? I I was reading this and then heard something heavy and weird moving in the bushes outside. Oh yep. yeah! And we thought that maybe I had summoned <laughs> some sort of monster. Wow, that happens. Many, that's happened many times since. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a yeah, common remember that occurrence. time my my bedroom was haunted that one time. That wasn't yeah. fun. Yeah, when yeah. we recorded an EVP. <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't been reading this much, it's um, we're kind of in like a little bit of a prequel era, uh, where we kind of find out where um, more about the House of Slaughter, which is the organization that goes around and kills the things that <laughs> kill the kill children. children. <laughs> <laughs> Something is killing the things who are killing the children. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically, it's uh, Erica's origin story, the uh, the monster hunter from the first arc. Yes. So we're at the point, basically, She, we kind of find out her beginnings. She was also a victim of something that kills 
children. Her whole family. <laughs> Demons and such. So, and she was found by one of these people um, and brought in and kind of, because she was, she basically helped kill the thing. And it's like a super powerful version of this. I think they called it a Scara type. Um, basically, it's like she helped kill it when she was just like a kid. So like, yeah, all right, we're going to see if she can. Well, she managed to survive, and it it slaughtered her whole family. She managed to survive it, and then they're like, wow, no one should have been able to do that, much less hurt it. So, you're coming with us. So, they get here, and this issue is kind of this last issue, they they tee it up, basically, they go to this farm, and she goes through the ritual, and it basically is, (laughs) they kind of put her in her unconscious state, and she has to basically relive that moment uh, with the demon uh with the devil or demon whatever the fuck monster whatever the hell you want to call this goddamn thing um because essentially it's been trapped in her little octopus thing um and it it kind of get releases and she has to relive the whole thing again and basically survive also hasn't it like only been a couple days since that happened too it's been like two weeks tops (laughs) yeah um Not great. So basically, she goes through it and just like beat for beat is reliving this this monster killing her entire family and like it changes a little bit. I thought this was interesting. So basically, it it gets to the point where her like it's killing her mother and her mom like screams at her to like go get help and she like starts to run and realizes like wait this didn't happen. Yeah, you weren't alive. You you died real fast. You're trying to trick me monster um so go fuck yourself basically and goes back and just starts reliving it beat for beat and effectively reconquers the monster and puts it back into her little octopus um stuffed animal that she had and now she has a demon uh familiar basically and that's kind of how we get jealous the demon yeah i also Um, love that like when she confronts it and she's like, you're trying to trick me, it manifests itself as a giant, like, ethereal octopus. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what it's in, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's very cool looking. Um, and then she just kind of goes through, like, I stabbed you, we did this, and then, like, I killed you, basically. And then she got rescued. And then she kind of has a conversation w- with it. Um, it was like, do you know what happened next? He's like, he's like, no. He's like, you killed my family. Do you feel sorry? He's like, no. He's like, eh, all right. I guess I guess I'll just wake up now. And she wakes up in this barn and like no one's there. And the, this demon's like, they all thought you were going to die. She's like, well, I guess I didn't. So I'll go see what's up. <laughs> just kind of walks out and like no problem. So like she's setting up to be, seems like she's some sort of. She's prodigy like a ch- in some yeah, sort. Yeah, she's a child prodigy of the House of Slaughter, <laughs> uh, which I imagine this is teeing up very nicely for the House of Slaughter number one spinoff book that will be coming out fairly soon. A couple weeks, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. It's been a good, like, kind of background expanding that universe and finding out, like, how these things are going about. So, very great. I'm a big fan of this book. Um, Aside from the original story, like, now we're getting the whole kind of universe and stuff, so you're kind of learning more about why and how all these things are manifesting. Yeah, and it's it's a super great book, and, and one of its strengths is, I think, it reads 
super fast paced it reads like a like an action movie like it's got this like phenomenal pacing that it that mm-hmm. it like stays consistent even when they're not technically fighting monsters um but it also is not conducive to this show for that reason because yeah you right. just flew you just flew through this whole thing in like five minutes and there's so much going on but like that that is the gist of it you know what i mean like right so i feel yeah. like we can't we can't do this book a service because there's so much in the execution of it you know this Pun might be intended. a good candidate for now and trade yeah if it can stay in print boom uh, studios yeah. i'm looking at you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i would agree it go definitely at boom is a great studios trade. tell yeah. me what this in, in print Great yeah. trade read well, it, for that reason. It keeps coming out in trade and then keep going out of print because they can't keep it stocked, which is a great problem to have. Oh, an absolutely yeah. amazing problem to have when you're a publisher. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, um, speaking of James Tyne in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, we got Department of Truth number 12 by James Tyne in the fourth and Martin Simmons. So, field trip's over. We're back to the main story of this book, which is no more big feet, no, no more, more big no feet. more big feet, no Mothman's. We never got, never Bullshit. got there. Mad, mad no about it. Hands. <laughs> no big hands. No big hands. The search for the, the the fabled big hands. The brother uh, monster. <laughs> what would that even look like? Like, what would that be? He just has big foam hands. You got your on big top. feet and your <laughs> Wendigos and your Sasquatches and your big hands. They're your big hands. <laughs> Big hands, like it's like a, it's like a low rent version of Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dollar store Slender Man, oh, but hairier. Yeah. Slender hands. You just got big, long, tenderly hands. <laughs> Great. Now we just manifested that into the. Good job. Good job. You did it. it well, yeah, you sure so, did. So, so we open up with a memory of of our um our main character Cole. And it's drawn in this amazing style where it's like, it's, it, it almost looks like it was colored in, in crayon. Like it was, since it's a child's memory, it looks like a, it's got like a very childlike It's got like vibe. a Jetsons vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like it looks like it was published as a coloring book and then was colored in. Like the color work is phenomenal. This book visually is incredible, especially this issue. There's some wild shit in this issue. Mm-hmm. But, um... Basically, it's Cole at home while his mom's like talking to some guy in dark glasses at their kitchen table, who's Hawk, turns out to be Hawk, who's kind of, in a weird way, kind of poking and prodding to get to keep this story what it is about this Starface man. And like, he's, he's acting like, hey, look, I want to help. Like, if there's some Starface man out there. We want to get this guy, but really, what he's he's after and what he's trying to get is more validity to the story. So that yeah, because he, he's also telling her like, oh well, you know, I know a publisher, I know I know some editors at Random House yeah. that are really interested in your story. I heard you're a writer, and it's like, oh yeah, no, he's not interested in helping. He's he's interested in in perpetuating the satanic panic, essentially. Right. Yeah, and then we get this wild image of Hawk like as a demon. Be like talking to Cole and being like, "All grownups lie, kid. It's just some of them know they're lying." Yeah, because because Cole calls him, he's like, "You're a liar," and he's like, "Yeah, I know. What of it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you little shit." So we get this kind of vision of Hawk as this like 
boogeyman, this Satan, and yeah, yeah, he's the real demon in this whole satanic panic situation. Well, it's it's weird because he's the demon, but he's also perpetuating the panic. Yeah, yeah, that that's what I mean. He is the demon because the panic isn't real. He's creating it, because making the- him. A demon who, like, ruins right. multiple people's lives. Because the real demon in Satanic Panic is the panic itself. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's no boogeyman out there trying to kidnap your kids. It's, you know... Anyway. <laughs> so, we get this really wild explanation of, like, how the Department of Truth works and how these conspiracies work, where it's like... The way you sell a grand conspiracy is you kind of tie in a bunch of stuff for that's accessible to everybody. So you have like the reptilians who are, you know, the shape-shifting reptiles who are controlling everything. That's for your tinfoil hat weirdos. But then there's like another layer of it where like you have what uh, was the, it? Is the um oh, like okay, so so the government has um black site breeding labs where they're making the reptilians mm-hmm. right so then you take out the reptilians and then you just say oh there's there's a um, black site government led breeding labs where they're where they're like you know experimenting on people and that's like one step below the crazy then you take out another step and you just say there's government black sites doing right. sketchy shit yeah. so like you you have a step in the door that like any somewhat skeptical person could latch onto and it's this like pathway down that leads to reptilians and and there's there's kind of a pathway off of each one of those things like like it's set up in such a way that you can just keep reading it until you until it gets past where you're like well that's obviously bullshit but this everything leading up to that that sounds pretty true to me and then you follow that path and that path leads to something yeah and that that, that's honestly how all conspiracies exist but it's interesting that they're taking that concept and saying the department of truth manufactures it that way right right because like every single like people don't just wake up and say that the earth is flat they got there somehow and the way they got there was being distrusting of certain you know like saying that 9-11 was an inside job and then they believe that hard enough that they go down a path that leads them to reptilians or you know, Pizzagate or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, you like, just keep pulling on the thread. Yeah, they all Pizzagate? they all started. They started with some bullshit YouTube video about something that is fairly reasonable and like an average person could actually believe. And then, yeah. Well, the thing that the thing that always surprises me about these these YouTube rabbit holes is like you'll you'll look at one that's like maybe three minutes long of like here's a theory why the earth is flat and you're like that's dumb and then you click on the next one and that one's like 10 minutes long and that one sounds a little bit more credible and then the more you dig now you're watching a five hour long video about the ice wall yeah yeah it's the the more time you've committed to it, the more you have to dig in because you've wasted yeah. so much time that you can't admit that you're wrong at this point. Yeah. So like it's it's a literal like cost analysis <laughs> of, of and, your and, life. And it's 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 the lesson we learned from the Bigfoot issue too, isn't it? Of like yeah, it's exactly you the know, same I, thing. I, I I've devoted fifty years of my life into this and I feel like I'm getting closer. But like it I, has to be real because I've devoted why why would I devote fifty years of my life to something that's not real? That'd yeah. be stupid. Exactly. <laughs> so like it has to, I'm gonna make it real. Couldn't be me. 
<laughs> so we're finally getting a lot of this connective tissue, and then, um, basically, so so we get we go back to to Lee and, um, it's Ruby, isn't it? The, this this lady that they work with. I uh yes. I think so, yeah. Is it weird yeah. that it's that it's that her name is Ruby and there's the 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 star the X faced the woman in red yeah that no, is no, no, no. I, i'm talking about lee harvey oswald and someone named ruby working together oh jack ruby that yeah. is also interesting i'm thinking that she's the woman in red oh that's fair because there's a there's a whole bit where um hawk tells cole he's like oh only one other person has seen her and it's ruby ruby woman in red oh okay so that's I'm thinking that she's like an inside job person on both sides and then she huh. like manifests herself to fuck with Cole. Like you know what I mean? Like mm. That's that's my theory on her. But yeah, also it could just be a uh, red herring. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> or or a Jack Ruby joke. It could be any of these, also none of these. <laughs> it could also be none of them. Well, let's uh, before we go too far down a rabbit hole here. Um Jesus. Yeah. So basically it's decided that that it's time for Cole to come back. Cole's going to be their kind of their bait that they need to is it to get Hawk, I guess? I, um, I'm kind of lost at what the major plan is here. Uh yeah, I think it's to use him to spy on Hawk, uh, right? I don't think no, they know no. about Hawk. No, Hawk no, requested to meet with him. Hawk's trying to recruit him back to the other side. Yeah. yeah, same with the the other guy because he the, he he gets off the phone with the guy from the black something um, black hat the black hat. I don't think yeah. they have any idea that Hawk is black hat. I, no, well, we yeah. we haven't even gotten to that yet. Yeah, but the uh, I think I think the problem is that um, black hat has their own like it's manifesting evidence to create basically. It's creating evidence of conspiracy theories faster than they can like respond like the, to it because of the yeah. internet, basically. Yeah, because yeah. of the internet. Um, so they're bringing Cole back to to deal with that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So so the the word gets back to Hawk. Hawk's like, "Hey, pack your things up. We're we're going home." And oh, because Cole is the only one who Barker from the Black Hat has talked to. That's why they need Cole. Sorry, gotcha. Continue. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Hawk starts laying a whole lot of shit on Cole about like who the Department of Truth is and how he's been running things. So he's basically admitting that this he's been going gonzo on this for the for a long time of like how can I make the Department of Truth part of all of this? Like kind of making them their own version of the men in black. Like Yeah, well by saying like Oh, these black si- black sites exist, and this like secret government conspiracy exists. It's like, well, you just hire a person that was doing this job. Now they do technically work for a, right. a clandestine cover- government exper- uh, conspiracy. So it's like this self fulfilling prophecy of like, well, if I just hire people that are doing shit and make them work for quote unquote the Department of Truth, now they're now it is yes. the conspiracy is real. Right. Like the and government the is piece, doing these. The things. other big piece was giving them just enough to. Pr- to show them that they had the power that they think they do. Right. Yeah. And he also piggybacks on the whole black helicopter conspiracy. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. we'll just show up in black helicopters. People are already afraid of black helicopters. Yeah. And they'll think something crazy is going on. They're going to think we're doing something 
that we're not actually doing. And they're about to board one, and Cole's like, is it just me, or are these helicopters kind of hard to look at? And Hawk's like, they sure are. And he's like, wait, so are these tulpas? And he's like, <laughs> well, sort of. It's like, it's like they painted a bunch of helicopters with tulpa paint. Yeah, because because like the concept of like black helicopters, like you can you can look at the way that Revelation was written yeah. and say that maybe John was talking because he says like the locusts with human faces, and then like that was yeah. people people theorized that he was talking about helicopters, but had no idea how to explain helicopters. So people have been scared of fucking helicopters since before there were helicopters. So, yeah, I so feel bad. I'm scared of helicopters. <laughs> we, yeah, we get kind of the whole shit. the whole story then, like. You know, how Reaganism was just the fuel on the fire for all of this shit. <laughs> You're telling me. And we get this amazing splash page of, like, Reagan as the devil in the, in the middle of a sky full of black helicopters. It's some <laughs> crazy fucking imagery in this comic. Yeah. But yeah, so then, you know, it's revealed that the Department of Truth and Black Hat have been kind of one and the same. Oh, oh, and that he fucking organized Ruby Ridge. Yeah, you just glossed oh, over. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that whole Ruby thing. Ridge. He organized Ruby Ridge, which then like kind of led to Waco, which then kind of led to the Oklahoma City bombing, and like which led to him being like, "Are we the baddies?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what happened. Yeah, he 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 did a Ruby Ridge, which did a Waco. And yeah, he fucked up, he did and it Ridge. and it just spiraled from you there. Don't want to do a Ruby Ridge. Yeah. Zero out of ten stars on doing a Ruby Ridge. And now, and now here we are, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly yeah. He's like, oh, that shit. It it created a. It had a. It got a mind of its own. Uh, it it spiraled out of control, and like a bunch of dead baby corpses. And I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> it's just like fuck, yeah. yeah. Like that's what happens when you fuck with this shit, man. So yeah. So now they're going back to Cole's home, like where he was born and where he saw the star-faced man. And so I guess we're going to get, we're going to finally confront that face to face. Yeah. And, and we get the, the big, big, big reveal is Hawk is an, not, not just that Department of Truth and Black Hat are the same. It's that Hawk is more so an agent of Black Hat. Right. And a double agent of Department of Truth. Yeah. 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 So. So it's all bad. And. It's all, everything's <laughs> bad. And it, it's just, it, this continues to be a wild book to read right now because like. It's not fiction to some degree. And there's there's echoes of this stuff. Like Satanic Panic is starting to pop back up again. We were kind of talking about that off mic about like you start to hear these paranoid stories and you hear it in weird places. Like I was I was saying off mic, Tony Hawk did a did a promotion for Liquid Death where he gave them a vial of his blood that they're going to use to print skateboards. Which is awesome. Right. But there's also now like a ton of people in the skateboarding community who are just like, well, this is a satanic blood ritual and y'all are, y'all need Jesus. And it's like, well, hang on just a minute here. Can can we just make blood cool again, yeah, guys? Yeah. Like, can it just be cool? Can we just be cool with it? Like, do you, does it have to be this so fucking spooky, scary? Uh, anyway. Yeah. But uh, speaking of blood ritual, nice. <laughs> uh, I've got Barbaric Number Three by Michael Morsey, uh, Nathan Gooden, uh, and Addison Duke. Um, this is the final chapter in the first story arc. It is so much fun. Uh, last we left our adventurers, um, Soren the Witch was possessed by this um, uh, only can describe as a Kirby light tower. 
uh, with like Kirby Crackle magic. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's total like straight out of the fucking um, like uh, what's it called? What are the gods? What are the, what are the what are the Marvel gods called? Eternals. The, no, but like the big ones, the big ones. Oh, celestials. Celestials. All I could think was sentinels, and I'm like, that's not the word. Yeah. That's not the word. Those um, are robots. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Soren is possessed, and we find out that the abbot has just been feeding the corpses of this temple, like the the frozen guys that were like frozen in the last issue. He's just been feeding them to this light tower, and they come out as like orcs, <laughs> and it's like as they're just gonna. Yeah, and they and the whole goal is to just uh uh extinguish the light. Like it's like oh we're going to uh, envelop the earth in darkness. And he's like I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. And uh basically the axe is like yo you got to you got to kill this bitch. Uh she's going to kill you. You got to kill her. She's I don't I don't I don't want to do it either, but you got to kill her. And she like envelops him in the darkness and he like has this like vision of like a siren. He's like, oh, come and rest, Owen. Welcome to my embrace. You're weary. You're so weary. And he's like, did you really fucking think I was going to fall for this? Get your titties out of here. Was I born yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has a really couple good lines. He's like, you know the worst kind of asshole? You know, you you are the worst kind of asshole. You know that? You think you're clever, but you're not. Now cut the shit. (laughs) And just like breaks, he like breaks out of the fucking vision and there's just like a flaming skull demon and he just like crushes its skull in his hands and he's like i'm not fucking dying today i can't die and you're like i'm not fucking like <laughs> you gotta do better than that and he just like comes out of the vision and uh and ends up like <laughs> killing a bunch of these fucking demon shits and throwing his axe at the um at the tower to try and break it but at this point the axe is very very blood drunk because just killed a shitload of orc demons i hate it when that happens i know i know it's just i hate it when my axe gets blood drunk (laughs) and he's just like okay like your your aim better be true asshole and he throws the the axe and the axe misses and he's like oh shit shit and then like hits it with its like hilt (laughs) it bends itself and like bends itself just like ha nailed it like yeah breaks the thing breaks soren out of her out of her uh, spell, and she's just like, "Oh, this is the most power I've ever ever felt. I should I should thank you for that." And they're like, "You're like the demons are like you're welcome." And then she yeah. just obli- <laughs> she just obliterates them. <laughs> she's like, "Well, that that was more fun. Uh, the, uh, I guess not as much fun as killing them one by one, like, but that works, I guess." And uh, and then the fucking the abbot turns into a giant snake demon. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And the yeah, and then the 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 tunnel starts to collapse because he's a giant snake, and uh, the, the axe is really stoked on ancient evil serpent blood. <laughs> Who isn't? All right, exactly. He's just like, give me more, give me more of that ancient demon <laughs> serpent blood, and uh, they have to they have to escape. Uh, you know, and the the axe is very upset that they have to to leave and let it get. Uh, <laughs> crushed in the uh, ensuing collapse, um, but there's there's a really nice moment at the end where uh, you know he's just like, "All right, I better uh, better get going." And Soren's like, "Wait, wait, wait! You saved me! Like you actually? No one's ever done that for me. Like my whole family, everyone turned against me because because uh, I was a witch, and you actually like you went out on a limb, and that's really sweet." And he's just like, "Shut up! You're not coming with me. 
We're not going to be an adventurer. We're not going to be doing a campaign. Like, fuck you. And uh, she's like, well, she's like, I forget exactly what she says, but the axe is like, oh my gosh, a new friend. I would love a new friend. (laughs) He just wants someone else to talk to. Yeah. And he's, oh yeah. He's like, listen, he he doesn't take kindly to others and I wouldn't want, he's like, oh my God, I love you, new friend. Okay. Well, it's like, yeah, I don't know how the axe is going to feel that. It's like, yes. It's like, God damn it, axe. (laughs) Anyone but you, please. Um, And then as they're talking about going out and, you know, adventuring together, which he refuses to call adventuring, um, (laughs) dude runs up asking for help and he's just like what what the fuck are you doing here how are you still alive and he's just like oh i i got into kind of a thing and he like shows him his vampire teeth and he's like god damn it i hate and soren's like let me guess you hate vampires i fucking hate vampires (laughs) uh and it's just like oh this is gonna be good so they have to go fight a dracula Dracula. uh, gotta fight a gotta fight a dracula uh it's terrible uh, it's such a good, like, fake Conan, like, adventure of the week kind I just, of vibe. I love that the, the ending is like, oh, we're going to have to go fight uh, a vampire. But, like, the, the, there's, like, an image in the sky, and it's just, like, a real, like, Bela Lugosi, like, Dracula. Oh, totally. It's He's very, got, yeah. like, a twirly mustache yeah. vampire. It's very, yeah. like, box art from OG Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> yeah. They're going to team up with Alucard any day now, you know, the fucking, the Belmonts. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's so fucking fun. It's so good. Uh, what a just horrible a... night to have a curse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, continues to be the funniest book, uh, the bloodiest book. It's, uh, it's a great time. If you're not reading it, go check out those first three issues. And it says that they'll be back in 2022, which uh, is disappointing. But, you know, that's only Sadly a couple months away. It, like, it sounds like <laughs> such a future date, doesn't it? 2022 sounds like that's 30 years of the future. I keep forgetting we're still in 2021. It's, it's, all, like, those, I keep it's all those memes. That we're still in it's like everyone's still processing 2020. 2021 <laughs> right. more than halfway over. It's like, please no. <laughs> Oh no, I would not like that. I was fine when it was like, all right, there's just one year that's just, it's a dark spot of our history that's just gone. That we're not really, uh, one year, fine. Now it's two. Now it's two Potentially three. Like, Well, this year is the compensating year for last year. Yeah. And now we're going to have to compensate for the last two years next year. Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) When will it end? When's it going to come home to roost? We're going to have to adjust real fast. Yeah. Everyone is going to have some some wild fucking parties five years from now <laughs> when we cannot Just finally have wild yeah, Caligula. Yeah, oh, exactly. man. <laughs> there won't be a pandemic anymore. It'll just be a pandemic of STDs. <laughs> it's going to cause a new pandemic. Yeah, but new, now we've got mRNA vaccines. We've got it. Like it's Yeah, fine. we're we're fucking impenetrable. We're we're immortal now. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, no good transition from that to yeah, Batman. Yeah, uh, just a disclaimer, uh, we don't condone. I do, I mean, fuck you. you know. <laughs> I condone consensual Caligula parties. <laughs> consensual but, you know, Caligula like, uh... is 100% a poor name. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, take care of yourself at the same time, please. Cons- consensual Caligula is the name of my previous OnlyFans. R.I.P. OnlyFans. Yikes. No, they're back. No, they're back. They've, uh, they reversed they, it. They reversed it. They're back on. Mm-hmm. No, you can just show boobies. That's not the same. No, anyway. no, no. They've, they've dropped it. No. Oh, yeah. they dropped everything? They dropped yes. everything. It turns out they didn't want to lose, like, their turns entire, entire content. Yeah, it turns, yeah. Out, turns out millions and millions of dollars were at stake. 
<laughs> well, we're on that note, so you know, Sorry. sex sex work is work. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and then I'm gonna talk about Robin now. <laughs> <laughs> talk about putting in work. Sorry, you all, you had it, and then I, I had to crush it. I'm sorry. You did. <laughs> I apologize. Fine. I apologize to you, RJ. I apologize to you, the listener. Speaking of dead ass, then. Uh, I wish it was Nightwing. And he's in it, but... He's in it. All right, anyway, uh, Robin number five by Joshua Williamson, Glev Melnikov, and Louis Guerrero. Um, so this book, uh, I don't know if I talked about last issue, but the... Robin, the Bat family all stop, try to, you know, stop Robin from going back to the, the death tournament. And um, then also Ravager got killed. And she, you know, through the whole series, she was kind of like, I don't want to take part in the tournament. I'm not here for that. I'm on another mission. But she was still a contender. So Respawn killed her. And that. Um, once everyone had died once, it actually triggers the, the actual, like, tournament part of the, the League of Lazarus, um, so now she wakes up and, uh, she looks outside and there's this, like, mystical construct (laughs) stadium. Um, It's like a Green Lantern stadium. Yeah, but with more (laughs) magic. Yes. Um, so now the, the actual tournament's gonna... Uh, commence and um, then we we hop back over to Damien with the rest of the Bat family and they're like you know we were just worried about you Rose contacted us and told us that you were in some kind of uh, death tournament and you know <laughs> we need you to come home uh, and then Steph is like oh man Cass is gonna be so jealous <laughs> which was um, which was great. Yeah, where's her invite? Yeah. Jeez. So Damien's like, "All right, I'll I'll come home. No word as long as you catch me." So he starts running, and it's like uh, Jason's like, "Oh, it's been a while since we've had a rooftop race," and it's like this huge double page spread of them like sprinting. I love it's, those. It's really great. Yeah. Um. So he kind of Damien uh kind of takes them on uh one by one a little bit and he gets to Jason and it's great because he's like um what was it uh, uh Grayson is the most experienced uh Tim is the smartest uh and then Steph is the bravest but you you're probably the most emotional and he hugs him and then he electrocutes Aww. him <laughs> and it's it's great He's like you're. You're so. You think you're so cool because you're the Robin that died. But who hasn't? And he's like, I left my. It's <laughs> like I left to help you catch up, but I left my crowbar in the other cave. I was like, God damn, dude. Damien is savage. It's also, true. Uh, he's he he could have easily said like, I've died once already in this story arc. Yeah, like, you're not. You're not fucking. Special. I died like yesterday. Like fucking yeah. get out of my face, bro. I'm technically only issue. a couple of days old. Thanks. And then, uh, so Nightwing is actually the one that catches up to him the 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 best, and he he pulls out a gift, and I guess it's his birthday soon, and he hands it to Damien, and it's this bar, and it's it's like a metal bar, and uh, Dick says it's it's um from his trapeze act. It's like the bar that your feet would hang on. 
and it and engraved in it says "Verses of the World," and it was a um, gift that Alfred had given him when he had gone off to school to like let him know that he can take on the world, and it was something that like to show that he Alfred had faith in him that he'd be okay, and um, it, it's just a really touching moment, you know, Alfred that just keeps making me cry. <laughs> I know. And Damien, uh, he was like, I, I was there. I saw Alfred die. You know, death had been, as an assassin, death has been part of his life since the beginning. But Alfred was the real moment that, like, death really had an impact for him. And yep. um, it, it kind of all started to make sense. And um, then, uh, you know, Dick supports him. He's like, uh, Tim, Steph, Jason, we were all Robins to Bruce first, but you were my Robin. So, and he's like, you caught me. And I was like, I'll be there to catch you. And it's just a really great moment between them. Aww. And then he's like, you, uh, you know, you, you should come home, but please, please don't run. And then he winks and yeah. he, he lets him go because he knows <laughs> how important the mission is to him. So, yep. I, I know I really love that moment uh, yeah, between them. That is all. really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good callback. They never talk about that, like you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where he was Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for like just... not a small amount of time. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like couldn't do it because the cape was too heavy. Like there's but just also, like so like, many good moments of that. <laughs> such a good portion of like fantastic Batman stories came out of that era. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he gets back to the island, and they're all kind of talking because uh, the tournament's about to start, and Hawk, who threw Damien off a cliff previously, <laughs> everyone was like, where's Robin? Uh, he's like, you know, he's not going to show up, but then he, he arrives, and you're shocked to, for the, the league that tried to murder him. <laughs> um, yeah, and then... Uh, What's her name? The, Creepy, the mystic lady. The Lazarus lady? Yeah, the Lazarus yeah. lady. Yeah. Let's just call her Lazarus lady. The, yeah, that's perfect. The, the leader of the tournament, she gives a speech, and it's finally time to start. Um, Wait, does that mean that they have three deaths starting now, or two deaths? I feel now? like it's two, but I, I, I think they all. Know. I think they have two. I think they had okay. three when they started, like, got on the island. Mm. And they've all died once at least at this point yeah so so this is like round two of the tournament kind of yeah it's the but official like, but this like, is probably going to be um it's like, more like tournament like bracket yeah like bracket yeah. based um but I, I love the the teaser for next uh issue because it's like next month lots of fighting lots of fighting <laughs> <laughs> the tournament book finally has a tournament it's so great i this book is continues to be awesome and uh, as of this week, we found out that Williamson is going to be the successor to Tynan's r- run on Batman. So he'll be in charge of Robin and the the main book. I'm sure that's going to be a ton on his plate. But yeah. after I, this book, I'm really excited I, I to see be, what he'll come up with. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to have Robin be back in Gotham. Like maybe this book ends and then he just combines the two because he, he has a he writes Damien really well. Like he's got a great Damien voice. So um, like. I don't know. I think like it's been a minute since we've had like a Robin in Gotham. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, he'll definitely come back to Gotham because there's like teaser images for his Batman run where they're in the car together. But mm. I don't know about this book ending. He does have a long-term plan, but that was before the Batman news, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I think he can... I mean, it depends on like what they want him to do with Infinite Frontier, but he could totally keep this going alongside Batman. But it would be interesting. If, if he keeps it going, I think that would be fantastic. If not, I'm sure having the extra attention to his Batman run will, would also be a boon. So... That's true. Yeah, I mean, if anyone was going to take over after Tynan, I'm glad that it's Joshua Williamson. He, he, that's definitely a great pick. He was probably the the one I put money on. I, I think in the chat, he was definitely one of the ones that I was like, definitely... Oh, yeah. No, you called that, for um, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not the, the most outlandish pick, but definitely... Um, one I'm glad to I was, see. I was sure it was going to be him or Chip Zdarsky. So I mean, I, I'm, I've I'm, been a fan of Williamson since Ghosted, which is a great image book that he did that I don't think any, almost anyone's read. I actually <laughs> talked to him at a con, and I was like, oh, I'm a big fan of Ghosted. And he's like, did you read it in trade or single issues? And he's like, trade. I was like, you should bought the issues. Kept the book alive. You're like the only one who read it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't he also do Nailbiter? He did do Nailbiter. Yeah, Nail Better Rules, also yeah, highly um, recommend. If you like some, some serial killer comics. <laughs> yeah, when he's on fire, he's, he's so good. So, really excited to see what he does with Batman. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm like, all right, I guess that's, that's still me, right? Talk yeah, RJ's still talking. Do some more talking. I don't have Shout out. Good segue to that. <laughs> Again, um, my shout out, I, I have uh, Dog Hawk. Number one by Kyle Higgins. Um, uh, Juanin? Ramirez? Yes? Yeah, I don't right. know. Is it yeah, uh, Juanin? Juanin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Eric Arcanega? I don't know. I think it's Arsenega. Arsenega? Okay. Um, so this book is uh, spawns off of a one shot about Darkhawk where it was kind of like a pass the torch from Kyle Richmond to this new character. And um, this, uh, the start of this miniseries, this issue, uh, is like the backstory for the new Darkhawk. And about more than half the book is kind of this, his uh, story of wanting to be a, a basketball player and being kind of like an up-and-coming star um, who was going to play uh, like college basketball and be very successful, get, he kind of comes down with, um, well, he gets multiple sclerosis and he has like these attacks and um, he starts thinking his like basketball career is over, but it's actually kind of the, I guess the manifestations of the dark Hawk powers. Um, but it, it's brutal for like, there's almost no like super heroics for the whole issue. Uh, it's just him uh, doing the basketball thing and then thinking his life is over. It's depressing. But it's really intriguing. Like, I've never... There, there's, I haven't really had an origin story this complex and um, moving, like, right out the gate. Uh, so, it was really good. Yeah, I oh, enjoyed yeah. this one. It was a good... Good number one, hop in, you get, yeah. you get to see some Darkhawkness, and then you get some intrigue, you really feel for this 
character from the jump just because like, it's yeah it's a it's a great it's rough like revamp because i don't think anyone cares about Darkhawk really <laughs> now what? no so what? you know crazy it, it's a good um, shake-up it's the same writer of uh all the the, the power rangers books and the um Radiant Black, so yes. it's a it's a logical jump. Like it makes sense that like it's her Darkhawk is very Super Sentai vibe, and like the the writer Kyle Higgins is really good at making you care about the characters. So like yeah, yeah that, that was sure. a good choice. All right, well uh, I've got a shout out, got a couple. Um, first off, uh, Echo Lands number one by J H Williams, uh, W Hayden Blackman. Uh, art by J.H. Williams and uh, colors by Dave Stewart. Uh, this book has been decades in the making. It is um, gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Uh, so uh, essentially, the character Hope, the like main, like basically the the Little Red Riding Hood, the heroine in, in red, um, has been a character that J.H. Williams came up with when he was a kid, and has kind of carried along with him with like some kind of like you know idea of creating something like this, and then for the last entire decade him and um hayden uh, uh what's his name hayden hayden blackman have been talking about bringing it to life um uh, and it's just been it's gotten derailed by promethea it got derailed by uh the las vegas shooting it got derailed by like there's like so many events wow. in in the world and in like and like jh williams got really sick and like nearly died a couple times like there's like a, bunch a couple of times that- yeah, yeah, like he got super ill. I read um the the letters in the back were were both really fascinating because it's them talking about like thanks for sticking through it, everyone that worked <laughs> on this. Um, Jeez. Yeah, and then like Sandman Overture was like a like a you know opportunity that you couldn't pass up. So it's yeah, it's like a bunch of things went into this, but you can tell um because it is a very flushed out fantasy realm uh, with a lot of heart, and I I'm only doing it as a shout because I feel like it has a lot of potential and um. And I feel like it, it's it's getting there. You know what I mean? Like like there's there's a really great groundwork here for some really cool fantasy world building. Um, you know, evil f- wizard and like the the um the, the heroine who's like uh, adept at magic without trying to be. But like also like the whole reality is bizarre. There's like elements of it that are like really post apocalyptic and like technology. And there's parts of it where like there's like one shot of like the entire like um street bazaar if you will and like different art styles like there's some characters that are in black and white and there's some characters that are like completely different yeah so it's like it seems like it's this um meeting of realities it's this like um you know apex of all the different dimensions it seems like but we don't really know exactly like like even in this like crew of bandits there's like a cowboy guy and there's like a conan character and like there's a little red riding hood and it's there's some really cool shit uh, to start out. Also, with. Um, if you've never read a J.H. Williams comics before, there's no words to describe how insane an artist he is. Uh, yeah, just so yeah. mind shattering imagery. Yes, it's just book. so fucking good. Please, for the yeah, love of God, read any of his Batwoman stuff. It is fantastic. He talks about that in the in the back too. He talks about that in his letter. Um, yeah, it's so good. Uh, uh, highly recommend. Also, it's a. Uh, it's done in landscape mode. Yes. So it's a really interesting playing with the format that I enjoy. Um, he it, he said in the letters that he's up through issue six. So I think that's uh, we got some really cool stuff to look forward to. And I can't wait to, to dive into that as we get further along. 
Yup. Yep. Yeah. All right. I I still have more comics to talk about because <laughs> there's it. so R- many RJ, things this week. RJ showed up ready. It's true. <laughs> pulling pulling weight. Um. All right. Uh. So I have Action Comics 1034 by Philip Kennedy Johnson, uh, Christian Deuce and Adriana Lucas. Um. Yeah, so th- this continues the, the War World saga where um, Clark is getting ready to go fight Mongol. Um, and there's a like rising tension between Atlant- Atlantis and uh, humans um, over uh, Mongol, like uh, War World energy uh, tablet. I don't know what it is. It's like some energy source, and they both want it. <laughs> they, they want the Energon cubes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So there's like rising tension, and there's this like fl- these two armies that are like stand like have a standoff, and Superman kind of goes in, um, and he can't. Th- they one person um, fires a shot and uh, starts like cascading. Like you see, Superman like notices he's on the brink of a of a war, and so he he goes. Uh, under the water and grabs the energy source and he's like, you know what? You both can't have it. I'm gonna take it. It's and, mine uh, now. Su- Supergirl. If you guys can't play nice, exactly. it, uh, he just. I'm gonna hide it in the closet. He just eats it and then lets out a tiny little burp. <laughs> but Supergirl's like, I don't think that was the best decision. He's like, well, you know what? We'll figure it out. Um, so it's kind of like it's it's like two parts Suez Canal, three parts uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> oh, good, yeah, great. Just those just all famously like worked out well <laughs> with, with the Atlanteans. <laughs> um. Any, anyway, uh, also we get the the fight with Lois Lane uh, because last issue there was invaders into the the Fortress of Solitude, um, and. So she she starts shooting the the uh, war world guys and um, they don't they don't like that too much. So they grab the the two other Kryptonians that are not the the main girl that we've been dealing with, and they they just, just smack them together and then murder them. Um, <laughs> but then uh, then the the girl who's like still kind of discovering her Kryptonian powers since she's now under the the Earth Sun and is like getting super strong she um she eye beams them and they just get eviscerated Oof. so uh so her friend hate it when yeah, that so happens. her friends are dead and also the the war zunes are dead there's a lot of a lot of dying um i don't lois doesn't die but i don't know if we see her like clark enters the the cave and is like looking for her. um oh uh yeah she's being strangled by the by the girl she has her um yikes yeah it's it's fun time so tensions are rising all across the board uh Dang. but i i love it it's great it's- well speaking of rising tensions i've got one more shout there out yeah uh <laughs> once in future number 19 by kieran gillen dan mora and tamra bond villain uh last week risen. Left- T- tensions already rose bro T- also tensions rose are- <laughs> what a great masthead, man. This book has some talent. It's the prettiest. This book is gorgeous. Book. Um yeah, last we left our adventurers, uh Arthur just popped up on fucking BBC One and beheaded 
uh, Boris Johnson in front of the whole fucking planet. Um, yeah, and put so, all of London in other world. Yeah, well, all of England. England is in other yeah, world now. All of England is in other world. So uh, we get like the the uh, postscript to that. They are now in essentially a post apocalyptic world if the apocalypse was other world. Uh, so the, like. It's, it starts out with Duncan and, and, and you Gran. You just wanted to talk about these fucking fairies. I just want to talk about the fairies. It starts out with Duncan and Gran going to like get fucking like supplies and guns because they're just they're just living in an old person's home with no heat, no electricity, no like you know ways of defending themselves if Arthur comes to There's kill them. There's a person complains uh, like this is what things get back to normal. It's like no, this is life now. Shut the fuck up. Like what are you doing? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. This that's something life. I've been saying lately. It's like, there is no <laughs> yeah, there is no exactly. back to normal, man. Yeah, exactly. This this is our new normal. Fuck you. There Shut up, no Harold. There is no planet B. <laughs> so yeah, so they they go to get the guns and they're like trick trekking through fairy territory and they like accidentally wake them up and then just have to fight all these evil fucking fairies. And like uh, Rose is driving the car and tries to distract them by just screaming all fairies are bastards 20 times and <laughs> I love the, the horseshoe brass knuckles. Yeah, he has he has horseshoe brass That's knuckles so that he fights them with and she's like, "Well, you know, give them a bit of luck." And just it's fucking awesome. <laughs> We're just talking about how gorgeous this page is when he's uh, the so whole book uppercutting fairies. Yeah, the whole book <laughs> is like set at like uh like sunset. It's, it's like dusk. Yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. pretty. Yeah. And and I just I love that Grand is having an existential crisis because she's like, you know, I've always just wanted to talk about my job with anyone ever and oh, now yeah, I can and it fucking sucks. Like she's like I just don't I don't like this. I don't want I like I I feel like I fucked up and failed and like this is the only thing I've ever devoted my whole fucking life to and it's I I, yeah, I well, fucked her, up. Her life's work is Yeah. And then uh, my life's work was keeping this from happening and yeah. now it doesn't matter. And then matter. we get the yeah. big revelation that uh there since other world and and our reality have kind of like crammed itself together multiple stories are possible so there's a yeah. new king arthur who yeah well there's lancelot right that's at uh, the very end that's lancelot that pops uh, up i think that's i think that's the second king arthur i'm pretty sure that's lancelot because uh, okay. they showed him in previous uh what should we call it i thought but yeah i thought Lance. it was hot oh, no, rod and then he becomes rodimus <laughs> no 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 you're right you're right, because there's a different there. Yeah, there's a different Merlin also. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. so there's multiple versions of the same story now. Oh God! Because yeah, he says <laughs> Arthur will destroy this Welsh dog. Yeah. And he yeah. must be talking about the other Arthur. Yeah. Interesting. So now you have dueling Arthur's, and this one looks dueling, badass. Dueling Arthur's is not good for anyone. Uh, we all lose. <laughs> dueling, yeah, because this is monarchies in the UK is like the the storyline. So yes. I think that's exactly what's happening. I just imagine two guys playing dueling banjos on lutes for some reason. <laughs> yeah, two super powerful racist kings with very powerful <laughs> magicians fucking up all of London and, and England. Don't forget that Arthur is both, or uh, not Arthur, Duncan is both Beowulf and Gawain. So we got we got a fucking. Uh, at some point, the year and a day is gonna come up, and the Green Knight's gonna come kill his ass. Yes, and, that is correct. And uh, Grendel's mom is still mad, so... He really, <laughs> we, really yeah. got himself in some pickles. Yeah, there's yeah. some multiple pickles. <laughs> <laughs> now it's the Green Knight, but he's just a dill pickle. <laughs> <laughs> if only. That's the only way he's getting out With of this With a sandwich shit. spear? Oh. 
What, what have I come up with? Just making pickle jokes now. I was trying to find a good one, but you beat me to it. Yeah. And there's, I'm, just, I'm not going to come up with anything better than that. <laughs> He's kind of a big deal. Uh, I was trying to come up with like a pickle Rick joke, and there just isn't one. But pickle night. That's all. I can. <laughs> Get out. All of you just leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right, top story. Hey, we did it. All right, who's gonna who's gonna lead this journey? Not me. All right, do it. I said not me. I said. Oh, I, I thought, thought you, you said me. Yeah, I didn't hear I, the I, You were like me, and I'm like, thank God. Yeah, so. <laughs> So, Someone who actually knows something about cable should probably lead this fucking book. So RJ, uh, RJ, are you sick of talking yet? Well, well I, I, I can I can I take started. the lead. Started. So we've got cable reloaded. Number one. So we got a. Did we do the masthead? We did at the top did it okay. at the beginning of the show. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, for anyone who has forgotten, it's Al Ewing, Bob Quinn, and Hava Tartaglia. Is this the one shot? Is it a one shot? It is a one shot. It's an ongoing. No, it's a one shot. It's a a one shot that ties into the last annihilation stuff. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So we got cable, old cable. We have old ass cable. We have old cable with all of Kid Cable's memories. Which is. Because he keeps talking about when I was a kid. Yeah. Like he keeps talking about people who have been in the X Men story proper over the last two years, but he keeps. Like remembering fond memories of them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, because they were it's just like I remember because it was fifty years ago to him, but it was yesterday to everyone right. else. I I yeah. thought time, I also thought time travel that, shit that ca- old cable and young cable were teaming up and no, y- young cable's going back to fight for the future. Oh. They did. Yeah, they did for a hot minute, and then they split back up again. A hot minute, as in one issue. <laughs> yeah, that's basically a hot minute. Okay. So, <laughs> the last annihilation was an event that we talked about le- last week. I don't know. Sword, whatever sword, yeah, whatever sword we was. talked about. Yeah. Dormammu is is teleporting mindless ones all over different planets. Um, Dorm- and Dormammu has uh, possessed ego. ego. Yeah, which you you don't want a uh, Dormammu. In so ego. essentially, yeah. Cable Reloaded. The plot is that Cable needs to find a way to murder a planet. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if anyone can, it's Cable. And he's going to do that literally the only way he knows how, which is with a giant fucking gun. But and he needs pouches. to go get a gun. So... <laughs> Uh, I also love in his reality, and we'll get to it when, it, when we get there, but uh, in his reality, in his future, Rocket Raccoon is a legend. Yes. yes. And so he's just like, ah, oh, very nice to meet you, sir. And he's like, what? No one's ever treated me like that. Yeah, That's he's nice. like hot shit. In, <laughs> he's a fangirl for future. Rocket. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because of this specific mission well, yeah, that exactly, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah and, and he comes back to that. He's, he's like, dude, this is a legend, and it's because of right now. And it's like, it's like I get to participate in this now. I get to be Very part funny. of it. It's just funny yeah. that he didn't know that he was going to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> What's also cool is because Ewing is writing Guardians, so it's kind of like myth building with his own with his own sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. This whole opening with him just talking to himself, it was just like <laughs> pun after pun and like talking about it's, you know what I hold in my pouches? Bullets. bullets. It's yeah. just like, holy shit. Because he's the bullet. I love that. 
I love that he's doing a halo jump into an atmosphere without the low, so it's just a high altitude hard acceleration, a ha ha. Yeah, he's just he's just careening towards Earth like a fucking asteroid. Um, I do like this like film noir like voiceover thing that's happening throughout. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah, just very good explaining everything as he becomes an asteroid towards the planet and doesn't die somehow. <laughs> yeah. He does Shatters fuck his up his arm. arm. But then he gets this awesome new arm that's like... Yeah, then he gets like a red a, daddy arm. It's a heart. It's a hard light uh, a hologram Yeah, with a, arm. With, a devil, with a little devil daddy AI. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> got a tattoo, he's got a tattoo AI suite. A like, tattoo <laughs> AI suite that's specifically for combat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this one it's sassy as fuck yeah too. it keeps calling him babe <laughs> yeah and it's called nikki which i think is yeah. is that a little nikki joke i can't tell oh, maybe be. long gone is uh <laughs> is ship and you know good old ship <laughs> <laughs> i miss ship but it's fine so yeah, yeah like so he's after that yeah he's he's briefed by rocket on this mission um and then I guess he's just flung towards the Earth. Yeah, he just crashes in- onto the planet. Well, it's a it's supposed to be a stealth mission, so it's him like using his arm as a shield to break through the uh, the uh, um, the atmosphere and atmosphere and of, the, of the of the planet and land. Uh, you know, theoretically, yeah, safely. He, his arm does a superhero is, landing. His arm is a his arm is like a like has shield technology, but he's literally a bullet. Like the yeah. the way that the art is drawn, it's like yep. a holographic bullet over his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then his shields give out and he crashes. So then he he plants a uh, a a Krakoan gate right right at the the crash site, and then mm-hmm. through it walks. We get the squad. The squad, X-Force. yeah the the X Force team. So we got uh, the we got exterminators. Well, well, it's X Force and Exterminators and some new and a new. Person. Yeah, so we get we get Cannonball, we get Boom Boom in her her throwback outfit, which is well, just Cannonball's in his throwback outfit too. Oh yeah, so he is. We get we- <laughs> it's not as exciting as Boom. It's Boom, not so. as exciting. Um, it's not as fan- fabulous, I guess you could say. Uh, we get Wizkid, we get um, Cora, who is this? Uh, Cora, and then uh, Lila Chan. Yes. Yeah, this Cora, this Cora person is dope well yeah because she's an iraqi and yeah so bad fucking bad if people have been reading sword uh she is the replacement for fabian cortez her power is to supercharge other mutants but her ability does it by lighting them on fire and supercharging their mutant ability and it's fucking that is cool. metal as hell. Um, That's yeah, awesome. the Bataki is like, yeah, I, I heard X Force is taken, so welcome to the all new Exterminators, <laughs> which is awesome because that's like the first time Taki and Cable have met. But Cable was a baby and was being stolen by uh, Madeline Pryor to summon demons because they needed ten babies. And it's like that <laughs> four issue Exterminator series from that was an Inferno tie in. Uh, awesome. So then a, a bunch of break worlders show up, and the first thing that happens is Cora just throws a machete through the skull of the guy in charge. 
The friend is like, I think you got a, you got a knife in there. <laughs> There's a knife in your face, and, Commander. And it was is a cable that says like you, you don't really get the element of surprise when you're being surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you're gonna do that, it's like just let me know next time. Yeah, yeah, like. You're you're part of a team now. Uh, don't go rogue on us, Jesus. <laughs> so then, yeah, so basically, war was declared at that point. Like, <laughs> and we get a uh, with his big ass guns. Oh man, yeah, he's such a badass. <laughs> he's like, what am I, some kind of poser? And he just makes these huge rail guns off yeah, of his what wheelchair. Am I gonna do, die on a yeah. mission just because I can die doesn't mean I will. Yeah, he's like, what am I, Quentin Choir? <laughs> uh, yeah and then like at, at one point uh cable was like oh we you know neutralize the the assailants but uh make sure you don't hit their like little hover car things because we gotta we need those for transport and then uh taki just shoots them with his giant whammy cannons and he's like i'm sorry did you not hear me when i said don't fucking destroy their hover things and taki's like oh i'm sorry did you forget that i'm me and then just like revamps them into better uh, little <laughs> hover car things. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of having Boom on this team is that we we get we go back to the tick 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 boom, which is like Love one of my favorite parts of her character. It. It's uh, so great. I am in this for Boom Boom alone. <laughs> like like you, you brought me in a cable. Like I came because cable was in this, but I'm staying because of Boom Boom. Also I'm just glad we we've we get like uh, interaction between Sam and Lila Cheney for the first time in like decades. Oh yeah, they're it's flirting. Like, they're flirting well, hard. Sam is married. <laughs> I know, but that's what he says. He's like, oh, I'm married. And, and uh, Boom Boom's like, ah, he's married. He's boring. It's gross. But it's like that's like one of the <laughs> weirder, but like kind of more adorable relationships that have happened in the in X Men canon. Because it's like this weird international mega famous pop star and this weird Southern boy. And Claremont just kind of <laughs> rolled with it for, like, 20 issues. It, it was a very bizarre time. <laughs> but yeah, I love how she, like, she embarrasses him. She's like, you do get a bit loud, Sam. And he's like, Lila. She's like, oh, you just turned red. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do like that we get this this sequence that kind of reads like like a level in the Ninja Turtles arcade game where they're just like <laughs> on rocket surfboards fighting a giant robot. This whole thing is kind of like a video game level. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is a video game cutscene right here. Yeah, we get this <laughs> giant kaiju robot. They're on rocket surfboards. They've all got it's, guns and bombs and stuff. But the 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 thing they're fighting it's a factory. Oh yeah, so so. <laughs> We get this whole thing that, like, this planet is, like, unmanned. Like, it's all automated, but it's automated as a factory to, like, replicate itself. And then I guess it just turned itself into a big monster robot. As you do. Yeah. I mean, that's a natural progression, right? Sentience. It's just Metroplex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love this giant page where they, yeah, the robot, and then it just fires every missile that it has at them. Just says, fuck you guys, here's some missiles. Yeah, it's a very I, Gundam And And thing. then uh, Korra overloads Boom Boom, and she's like, I can feel the fire burning. I thought I 
new bombs, but those weren't bombs because this, this is a bomb. And yeah, she, like, she fucking throws a goddamn spirit yeah, bomb at him. Yeah, she's spirit bombs? It's, like, it's just this huge ball, and uh, she gives it to Sam, and he, yeah. he like, blasts He up. flies it into him, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, he basically, like, like holds it and then uses his own propulsion to just blast through it. This is it's just my favorite one. When the action scenes are written like this, it's like old old school X-Men. It's so good. Yeah, and they're all looking at him like, is that something that Sam can even survive? And then he like stands up out of the smoking rubble and it's just yeah. well, such I mean, a great you know, X-Men moment. Nigh invulnerable when he's blasting. Nigh invulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> there he goes blasting again. And, and then <laughs> Oh boy. And then uh Cora overloads Taki and he turns the the carcass of the factory into a planet killer. It's yeah. just this huge gun. Do you want a Death Star? Because that's yeah, how you get a Death Star. Exactly. Yeah, I love how he throws like a teamwork, makes the dream work, and then they have a fucking gun that's the size of a goddamn yeah. spaceship. And then it's fucking enormous. And then we get Abigail Brand, who's like, "You brought us the gun, but we have the bullets, and it's the the catnapping fucking break world bullets." That yeah. stole Kate away from for like five years of actual real time comics. Yep. Can we just talk about the most? This is just they are a planet of mutants, two planets, two islands of a planet of mutants that terraformed an Earth, a whole planet, in like three days. But their solution to get rid of something is to literally shoot it in the face. Yeah. Whether it's, it's still cable. a planet, they're just gonna shoot it in the face. It's the most cable thing I've ever heard. It's the heard. most absurd yeah, shit. Yeah, they hired Cable to figure it out, and he said, all right, I'll shoot it with a giant gun. That's what I do. give me an impossibly big gun, and I'll just shoot it. You're like, how do they fire this gun? My, my favorite thing about Cable is how often he's drawn holding what should be an 800-pound piece of metal as a, like, that's a gun. He's got that he's holding with, That he's holding with one hand, and it's like, yeah, he's got what's... Yeah, but what's the recoil on that thing? A lot. Doesn't matter. Telekinesis. Yeah. Uh, t- but, <laughs> also, but isn't he using like almost s- all of his seen... telekinesis to keep the TK in, in check? Nah, it's gotten easier over the years. Yeah, you mean but the also, have you T-O. seen have you seen the original guns? His his biceps? <laughs> yeah, one of them's on. metal. One of them's yeah. a metal arm. Come on. That 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 dude can can carry that any dude's kind of fifth mutant power. My, my, fa- my favorite thing about the life field drawings of Cable is that his guns don't have handles. He's just he's just got a fist with a gun <laughs> like resting on top of it. <laughs> and they're not so I mean, much that's what you do when you can't draw. They're hands. not so much guns as like cylinders with stuff on them. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, a lot exactly. of greeblies. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the abstract concept of gun. <laughs> Um, but also, you, you guys missed Lila Cheney teleporting the giant whammy cannon, too. They're like, oh, can you, you think you can make it this far? She's like, please, this is what I was yeah, fucking Yeah, she's like, I do. can't go across the street, but I could do this across the world, yeah. no problem. She's like, Because it was like, yeah, I got this shit. She's the most unique <laughs> teleporter in the in Marvel, because she she can't do, like, uh, short-term short distances. Yeah. She can do yeah. planet to planet. <laughs> I, I, I love that about um, X-Men teleporters, how like each X-Men teleporter has its limitations, but there, yeah. it, there's always a different teleporter that can be used for the thing that that, that one void. can't do. Like, like Kirk can yeah. only do short distances. Well, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> if you get them both in the same team, you can go anywhere at any moment. It's true. Hell yeah. Problem solved. There you go. <laughs> Who needs cars anymore? We got Kurt and Lila. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's 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 Cable Reloaded. This was fun. This is just like a classic Cable X-Force story. Yeah. And honestly, I needed something like this. Well, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. You can thank Al Ewing. Thanks, Al Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Well, if you like, let, let me, uh, I got a plug to drop. If you, if you like Cable as much as we like Cable, go listen to Franchiseography. Tr- Franchiseography is another show on Dueling Genre where they, they talk about the entire franchise of, of, of film franchises and they're in like the third act of the X-Men franchise now. Um, I'm actually on this week to talk about Deadpool 2. Speaking of Cable, Ooh. I know you were like, what does this have to do with Cable? Well, there it is. <laughs> Figured it <laughs> we out. Got we got there. Uh, Neat. Yeah. So what's out this week? Books. Uh, Batman Fear State Alpha! Yay, it begins! Scarecrow's gonna end. do some scary things. <laughs> it's gonna be scary as fuck with his weird... I like how this mask. week, I think it was at Harley Quinn, he told Hugo Strange to stop being a bitch and get, like, stealing his shit. It's like, yo, back off, motherfucker. <laughs> this is my shit. But anyway. Uh, Marvel's new event, Dark Ages, number one, uh, by Tom mm. Taylor. Curious about that. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, RJ is not excited no. for it. Uh, uh, you just you groaned. <laughs> New Mutants, Infinite Frontier, uh, yeah, record-breaking yeah. Spawn three twenty-one, uh, Hellions, <laughs> Wonder Girl, uh, book. Uh, Last Annihilation is continuing with the Wiccan and Hulkling one-shot. Ooh. We just keep getting more and more of them. They're the best. I love Lila them. Star. Yes! Lock and Key, Hell and Gone, number two, which I feel like the first one came out, like, ten years ago. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Midnighter Annual, I'm excited about that. Money Shot, Black Hammer. Nice, nice. Uh... Yeah. I think that's, uh, everything I see, so... Is that all all our our things? All the things that we want to say. (laughs) (laughs) well those are all the books you can go buy at your local comic book store right now so i mean unless your shop hasn't opened yet because you're listening to this super early in the morning whatever you you get what i'm trying to go wait go wait there and bang on the door they love that tell them that we sent you and (laughs) ask for casey tell them adam sent you (laughs) <laughs> tell casey that she that casey sent you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh come back next week when these books become last week's comics and we talk about them here on this show about last week's comics go follow us on twitter and instagram at last week's comics also uh join our patreon there's a there's a ton of good stuff for you to enjoy out there on the patreon and it's it's only three bucks you get a lot more podcasts because that's what everyone needs more podcasts so give us your money and we'll give you more podcasts it's that simple um also join our our discord you can you can chat with us you can talk to us in real time we'll talk back we love talking to y'all on the discord I'll, I'll give you links to both of those things in the episode description yeah so that's it for us everybody um for myself casey sean and rj this is tales from the short box 
Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>